My name is Brian, and today is Wednesday, June 14th, 2023, and this is episode 432 of the Lots Project Podcast, a daily look inside our journey to live outside the systems of control, and it's another Coffee with Brian. Coffee with Brian, Wednesday morning. How's it going? Uh, internet might be better today. It might be. That's something I'm going to talk about. Uh, I'm going to talk about getting um, getting a package in the mail and my big accomplishment for yesterday so uh <laughs> good morning gingerbread good morning uh kyle the backwoods butcher how we doing and pip putting away that uh that delivery i think he said it's early today um and it looked like that was at three o'clock so maybe he's done maybe he's done and back enjoying the show gingerbread says that he decided to make um he decided to make some Keurig mud this morning. He might have had a pressure explosion. Who knows? But uh, first day with a new grinder and a whole bean. And it sounds like he might have made some uh, coffee dust and put it in the Keurig. Probably didn't turn out the bestest. But uh, yeah, big, big, big crystals, big grind for uh, French press, at least, James. I'm thinking that uh, probably a large or medium grind for Keurig would probably do. But I wouldn't go very much past halfway down. He says he is uh, he's adjusting his bearings. Pip says, good morning, Corey. Good morning, Corey. Uh, Backwoods Butcher's already on his second press, enjoying some biscuits and gravy. Hey, did you get that pound of GSD in the mail, old Backwoods? And the stickers. Pip and I is training a co-worker on the computer listening in the background. Good morning, co-worker. How are you? How are you, Mr. Coworker? Did you know that uh, the, the, the gentleman sitting next to you that's training you um, is a daily contributor to a podcast? He also has this wonderful thing he's working on, uh, DuctionCups.com. Oh, no, Backwoods says uh, not yet on the thing. I would uh, check your mailbox. I think it was there Monday. I don't know. I'll look into it, man. I got uh, I got tracking on everything. Uh, good morning, Canadian Farmstead, even though you just say good morning, Corey. Canadian Farmstead likes you. She says, hello. She's over here. I should just let her do her own show. Everybody goes, yay, please do. Please do. Oh, yeah. So, like I mentioned, um, had a big project, got done yesterday, uh, amongst other things, kind of back and forth all around. Um, Backwoods is outside right now. <laughs> Uh, I got a project done. Corey uh, is actually the, um, I have to give her credit for the Starlink, and we will see how it goes. We were really, really, really excited yesterday afternoon. Um, I was a little, little less excited before I went to bed last night, and then this morning I was like, we will see, we will see. But we do also have um, the challenge of severe, eh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say um, severe, but uh some thunderstorms rolling through through the day. So there's some going through right now. Corey just got a little bit of a shower on her walk with the dogs this morning. So that is always fun when the other one gets to experience that. And we sit back and go, yeah, you know, you roll the dice. The lottery happens when it's your turn to take the dogs. If it's raining, it's raining. If it's not, it's not. 
there was plenty of uh, rainstorm walks in Navasota this winter for sure. So Backwoods Butcher says, it's here, it's here, it's here, it's here. He's like a little kid, like a little kid. Uh, they put some extra stickers in there, maybe for the kids. I don't know. I don't think they're, uh, they're, oh, maybe they're old enough to like the dog stickers, but <coughs> Kyle was uh, the lucky recipient of a prize pack that we put into the Renegade Butcher, the other butcher, the Renegade Butcher's um, 500th, 500th, 50th episode, 50th episode giveaway. I got episode 500 coming up, actually. Uh, that is, it's on the calendar. Uh, I was I was plotting out uh, what what I'm doing for our vacation trip and what how I wanted to handle the podcast if I wanted to try to do it every day this and that what I was going to do with interviews and I was looking at numbers and I'm like huh I got episode 500 coming up that's pretty cool that's pretty cool nice round number I think back at uh, at 100 and 250 I think I was saying 500 was the next. Uh, that next mark that uh, you kind of say something about. And I think it's a Monday night. I think if I do all the shows between now and then, or even if I don't do the show, I just count it as an episode number. I think episode 500 lands on a Monday night. So I think I might have to have Corey do the show by herself. And that would be a fantastic episode 500. Oh, here, here we go with the first test of the, the Starlink. The signal is dropping out a little bit. We will see. Oh, coming back, coming back. Uh, it's looking like it has some obstructions, but we will see what goes on. We will see what goes on. Anyway, we're uh, six minutes in. Let's hit that perfect cup question of the day. I got some uh, special answers today. First, uh, first timers. We broke in a new uh, social media platform with an answer. I don't think I've ever pulled one from LinkedIn before. Got some. We got two, actually two answers over on LinkedIn, and then um, man. Thanks, guys, for really, really embracing that Telegram channel. I uh, made it so super smooth this morning to go and grab all those answers and uh, and populate them into my notes and uh, have some new people participate in. So that's. I guess it wasn't fixed that well. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if it's the rain, if it's the placement, um, and maybe it's just the morning, and uh, I'll just have to start doing the show in the evening. But uh, here we go with the perfect cup question. All right, it's time again for the perfect cup question of the day. This is the 98th edition, and it's a daily question. And my thoughts join the discussion in my Telegram channel. That's t.me slash lots feed. That's t.me slash lots feed, where you can go over and grab the question of the day every day and and, uh, and drop your answer in the comments. I circle around the next morning and grab all the answers and bring them to you. You can find it at the Lots channel feed. And uh, also you can find it at faith on Facebook, Twitter, MeWe, LinkedIn, uh, and especially Noster. Noster is the second choice for... Um, Noster is the second choice for finding notifications. Uh, the others don't seem to like to give me those on a regular basis. So if you really want to get your answer heard, head on over to that Telegram channel at t.me slash lots feed. 
the uh, Perfect Cup question of the day today is, it's time for, oh, excuse me, what's the most physically painful thing you have ever experienced? What is the most physically painful thing you have ever experienced? Man, I uh, I went through my memory banks and landed on two different things. I wasn't sure which was uh, my first answer. And so I don't have an official answer because I have two. But uh, my first answer was uh, getting injections uh, underneath my big toe, like not in the pad of your big toe, but in the like the little bend. Uh, I got, uh, I think, three in each, three in each big toe when I was a kid and had to have toe surgery. So that was pretty, uh, pretty intense and pretty painful. Uh, and then the second one was uh, likely, likely Corey scrubbing my uh, thumb that I had just sliced off the edge of with a table saw and didn't want to go to the emergency room. Uh, Corey scrubbed it daily with a toothbrush. The first one was pretty bad. I think the second one was worse. Uh, and then it got better from there. But uh, every time she cleaned it for and I think we cleaned it for a good three, four, five days before it was not needing to be scrubbed with a toothbrush. Yeah, yeah, no painkillers, just uh, just biting down on a belt. And uh, yeah, I think at that point I wasn't even I wasn't drinking, so there wasn't even any um, any. Can you can you guys just go away and eat somewhere else, please, so I can concentrate on what I'm doing? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It sounds like raining pebbles when they when they eat next to me, and then they stomp around on the floor. So I'm sorry I was a little distracted. Um, maybe I can get them to go somewhere else and eat, but maybe not. All right. Well, let's get to the answers of the perfect cup question of the day. Uh, what What's the most physically painful thing you've ever experienced? Over on LinkedIn, it was the first time I got a couple of answers on LinkedIn. I was pretty happy about that when you circle through the socials and you end up with comments on new stuff. Uh, M.E. Robinson over on LinkedIn says a seizure in a crosswalk back in 2012 knocked out 18 teeth at once. Uh, his face met the curb as he did, and he was awake. No, uh, he used to be a race car driver. He said, no racing wreck with long ICU stays or anything else in my wildest wildlife compared. That was only 10 day. That was only a 10 day stay in the hospital, but I left it with teeth broken off at the, at the gum line and no dental insurance or funds to repair it. Epilepsy can be a tad painful, far more than driving the race car and the wild wrecks in it that ended up causing the the TBI and epilepsy he has. He's got a crazy story. I'm working with him, trying to get him actually on for an interview and talking about a product that he has and some things. He's had a crazy life. I follow him over there and see bits and pieces along the way. But thanks for weighing in on that. Um, Casey St. Henry over on LinkedIn also um, says two things come up come to mind abscess wisdom tooth was just so incredibly painful like electric shocks to the face i also fractured a, a fractured a transverse process the thing that sticks out of your spine which hurt uh, a ton and caused problems elsewhere for a while yeah those both sound tooth pain is is um is in is will drive you to insanity. I think tooth pain will drive you to insanity. It's just the weirdest pain. Um, I think I've physically endured a worse pain, but man, tooth pain just, it's, 
it gets into your brain. Uh, we'll jump over to Telegram now. That's where the rest of the, the comments came from today. Telegram Canadian Farmstead says, a leg cramp. It really hurts. I haven't had a very hard life. Dude, some of those leg cramps, especially in the middle of the night, will wake you up screaming for sure. I used to get those quite a bit as a kid when I was growing super fast. And I uh, I, I can't say that, uh, man, it, it's not that, um, not that easy of a life. Leg cramps can be pretty serious. Uh, Ashley commented and said, childbirth. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. But there's that old adage that uh, which hurts worse, getting kicked in the balls or having a kid. And uh, you always have to land on getting kicked in the balls because I've never heard a guy say, hey, I want to get kicked in the balls again. But plenty of women have kids. Second, third, fourth. I had never seen anybody line it up, get kicked in the balls, except on idiocracy. Ow, my balls. Uh, Mona weighed in and said, messed up root canal. Yeah, some more tooth pain. Ooh, yeah. Mm, mm. Tooth pain sucks. Kristen says, double blown ACL. Oh, man. Double blown ACL. Uh, I've, I've done the one ACL. I've done the meniscus. I've done um, an ACL on the other knee. Yeah, dude. I can't imagine two at once. Um, how do you function on a day-to-day? But it's slow going, slow going, and a little bit of recovery for sure. Uh, Josh, the renegade butcher, says an infected tooth. Yep, more tooth pain, more tooth pain. I uh, I can see that and was not surprised by that. Um, Blueberry Texas, there over on Telegram, says, "Excuse me, I'm gonna sneeze. I know I am, and I've been trying to hold it back, but it's gonna come here in a second." Blueberry Texas says, "Pulling my um, pulling my back a few years ago." Uh, is is pretty bad back. Corey was saying back is really tough because every time you move, it's uh, it doesn't matter. It's in your core. Anytime you move, it's painful. And then he says, also, when I was a kid, I remember stepping on some old wood and had a rusty nail go up through his foot. But fortunately, I don't remember the pain of it. Yeah, I've had some I've had some sharp object interaction. I uh, I hung a northern pike off my middle finger from a treble hook once. And that went straight down to the bone and ended up having to have it removed at the emergency room. But um, I tried to dig it out for a couple hours first on my own because I didn't have health insurance. I ended up going there and they pulled it out with the same needle nose pliers I was working on, uh, working on with it at the cabin. So that was always fun. But uh, it wasn't really painful. The puncture wounds don't really bother me. Uh, it's, it's like cutting flesh off, I guess, is the, is the worst part. Uh, oh, and those shots under your toe. That's a pretty sensitive area. Uh, Pip says, uh, getting old, my check knees light is on. My spine warning lamp uh, is fl- isn't flashing yet. Check knees. Yeah, I get those check knees warning uh, quite often, especially when I'm doing lots of work outside or, uh, or walking around quite a bit, uh, hiking over at Tim's property, things like that. I'll get a sore bum knee. Uh, yeah, and the back. My back is still hanging in there. I'm uh, I'm surprised for as big and lanky and long uh, as I am that uh, that 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 back hasn't started acting up on me. But knock on wood, it won't. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. And uh, that kind of wraps it up. That's about it for answers for the Perfect Cup question of the day. If you want to participate in the Perfect Cup question of the day, please head over to t.me slash lots. Feed L O T S F E E D. 
to check that out. Check out the channel. It's a one-way communication where um, it was a one. It's a one-way um, communication where I post it, and then you can reply to that particular post with your answer, and um, and I will be sure to find it. Otherwise, otherwise, you can take your chances on all the other socials. Again, the question today was, what's the most painful, physically painful thing you've ever experienced? And this has been another episode of The Perfect Cup. And now back to the main show. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, um, that was cool. I decided that... Um, I decided that I was going to pull that out and then post the link over for those guys on Telegram uh, for the first time that I had episode or uh, answers there. And as I started eating, or as I started as I started talking, two of the St. Bernards decided that they were going to eat next to me here. So there's a bowl, I would say probably three, four feet away. And so their MO was they're gonna they're gonna take a big old mouthful of food, and this is how they normally eat. So this is why um, you have to clean after they eat. Go get a huge mouthful of food, and then stand up, walk over here, and then stand next to me. And as they chew, the 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 food, the dry food pellets fall out of their mouth and ping on the floor, ping ping ping, and they're slobber chomping next to you, like it's all disgusting sounding. And then the pieces of food that are falling out of their, their mouth are hitting the ground and bouncing and hitting my feet. And then they're trying to, to get comfortable. So they're, they're like tapping, pacing their feet on the floor too. And I'm trying to read. Sorry, I had a problem. Sorry, I apologize. But I don't know, for some reason, they decided they had to eat out of that bowl. Two of them at the same time that I'm trying to do this this morning. So... Oh, it was the only one with food in it. It was the only one with food in it. Uh, Corey. Corey took Corey to the rescue, making excuses for those little bastards. <laughs> now they're all happy. They had their like four mouthfuls of food that, uh, yeah, between the two of them, they ate a half a bowl of food. And now they're back like licking themselves and taking a nap. Oh man, let's see. Let's see what's uh, going on in the comments before we get to that. Uh, before we get to the history segment, let me uh, let me let me calm down a little bit. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Backwoods Butcher says it's here. Um, James says court update. I get to hire a guardian Adelium for the kids now. So yay, another lawyer and way more money. She's supposed to pay half, but yeah, okay. Oh man, hold on guys one second. I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of something real quick. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, um more court stuff. Fun, fun. Um uh, <laughs> Kyle says Lee's is thanks for the sticker. Is there more? Uh <laughs> good morning, K Bonk. Good morning, K Bonk. Um, Gingerbread says fire. Um, backwards says you forgot to answer yesterday. He says all four of my wisdom teeth got infected at the same time, got all four taken out with only local. Oh, gross. 
Coworker, coworker number four, Pippa and I says coworker four, number four agreed with the harsh leg cramps, foot cramps. K-Bong says, yeah, too bad. Too bad I ended the segment already. And look at that, Josh. Josh rolls in 615. Man, if this was a job, you'd be getting fired. <laughs> Corey says that's why he works for himself. <coughs> I guess. I guess it's true. I guess it is true. Hey, let's get to that history segment. Pip put all sorts of work in it. Hey, coworker. Hey, new coworker. Uh, this is uh, this is what uh, this is what my man Ryan does for me on a daily basis. I definitely appreciate it. And if you guys like the history segment, check out DuctionCups.com. That's DuctionCups.com. And I got exciting news yesterday. Sometime in July, we're going to be airing an interview with the three amigos from uh, Duction Cups. AJ, Lisa, and Pip are all on the invite. I'm hoping all three show up, but we got Junction Cups booked for an interview. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear this story. I love the damn things. I love them. I uh, gave another one out yesterday, but Plugsy says, hey, hey, we're going to have Junction Cups on the air. If you guys like that history segment, be sure to go over to DuctionCups.com and check it out. Show them some love. At a minimum, just go give them some web traffic, get them ranked up a little higher in the SEO, drop them a message over there, uh, send them an email, like them on socials. Facebook is really popping right now, trying to get up over a thousand. So check them out, guys. Appreciate all the help you guys give me because I appreciate everything that Ryan does with the history segment. So let's get to it. June 14th. Today is June 14th, 2023. But June 14th, welcome to Wednesday, humans. Here's lots of the history segment. This day, June 14th in 1158, the city of Munich is founded by Henry the Lion on the banks of the River Iser. Yeah, I can't pronounce shit. I-S-A. Iser. Iser. Huh. Izar? Izar? Hmm. The founded the town of Munich in its in his territory to control the salt trade after having burned down the town of Fring and its bridges over the river Isar. Historians date this event to be about 1158. The layout of Munich City with five city gates and marketplace resemble that of Hoxter. Pips notes, no reason for this nugget. It just sounded cool to say Henry the Lion. I have no idea why. <laughs> Thanks, Pip. Did you have lunch salad before you did the history segment? Uh, this day in 1381, <laughs> Richard II. Uh, no reason to read this. I just wanted to say Richard II. <laughs> Richard II of England meets leaders of the Peasants' Revolt at uh, Mile End. The Tower of London is stormed by rebels who enter without resistance. On the 13th of June, the rebels entered London and joined by and joined by many local townsfolk, attacked the, the goal, the gallows, destroyed the Savony Palace, and set fire to law books and buildings in the temple, and killed anyone associated with the royal government. On the 14th, Richard met the rebels at Mile End and agreed to most of their demands, including the ab abolition of serfdom. Huh. Hey, Pip, did you happen to include this one as a little bit of foreshadowing? 
The rebels stormed the city and killed anyone associated with the crown. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. This day, June 14th, 1777, the Second Continental Congress passes the Flag Act of 1777, adopting the Star of order involving sizing and such of the flag and there's a link to that that will be in the blog post that will be in the blog post for sure um 1937 4th 1937 the united states to celebrate flag day officially as a state holiday in 1916 president woodrow wilson issued a proclamation that officially established june 14th as flag day on august 3rd 1949 national flag day was established as an act of congress flag day is not an official federal holiday pips notes i've thought about getting an international flag of planet earth and hang it in the parts department just to confuse people okay mainly to confuse the rednecks of the shop <laughs> attaboy now you've revealed your plan to your co-workers <laughs> oh this day june 14th 1949 Albert Albert II, a rhesus monkey, rides a V-2 rocket to an altitude of 134 kilometers, uh, 83 freedom miles, thereby becoming the first mammal and first monkey in space. The first primate launched into high subspace, although not a space flight, was Albert, a rhesus uh, a rhesus monkey who on June 11th, 1948, rolled a rocket flight over 63 kilometers or 39 freedom miles in Earth's atmosphere on a V-2 rocket. Albert died of suffocation during the flight and may actually have died in the cramped space capsule before launch. They weren't sure if he was even alive when they launched. On the June 14, 1949, Albert II survived a suborbital V-2 flight into space, but died on impact after a parachute failure. Uh, to become the first monkey, first primate, and first mammal in space. His flight reached 134 kilometers, 83 miles, past the common line of 100 kilometers, or 100 kilometers, which designates the beginning of space. Albert III, 4th, and 5th did not survive their flights either. <laughs> uh, Josh says Pavlov's monkey. I think it's more like Schrodinger's monkey. Um, you don't know if it's alive or not until you open the capsule. <laughs> oh, 1959, Disneyland uh, monorail system, the first daily operating monorail system in the Western Hemisphere, opens to the public in Anaheim, California. The Disneyland uh, the Disneyland monorail system opened just in time for the rededication of Tomorrowland and a broader expansion of Disneyland, which included the Matterhorn bobsled and submarine voyage. The expanded version of the Autobahn or the uh, monorail and motor boat cruise. The Mark One trains, red and blue, consisted of three cars each. The opening ceremony was attended by then-President Richard Nixon and his family during the ceremony. There was difficulty with the ribbon cutting. Huh. There's a YouTube link of the ribbon cutting in the video notes if you want to check that out. June 14th, 1977, Led Zeppelin concluded their sold-out six-night engagement at Madison Square Garden with a three-hour three set. The New York City residents the New York City residency took place dur uh, during the British band's 11th and final North American tour. 
That sounds like a fish extended run at Madison Square Garden. Huh, interesting. 2002 Near-Earth Asteroid 2002 MN misses the Earth by 75,000 miles or 121,000 kilometers, about one-third of the distance between the Earth and the Moon. Huh, that was pretty close. I remember that coming through. That was um, in 2002. That was right around the the time the time of Armageddon, the movie, wasn't it? I think it was all kind of coincided together, and um, yeah, happy birthday! Let's see who was born today, uh, June fourteenth, eighteen eleven. Harriet Beecher Stowe, American author and activist, Stowe wrote thirty books, including novels, three travel memoirs, and a collection of articles and letters. Best known for her novel Uncle Tom's Cabin which depicts the harsh conditions experienced by enslaved African-Americans. Uncle Tom. This day in 1877, Ida McLean, British biochemist and the first woman admitted to the London Chemical Society. Between 1920 and 1941, McLean published in the Biomedical Journal approximately 30 papers, many in collaboration on her particular interest, namely the role of fatty acids in animals and the synthesis of fat from carbohydrates. Oh, thanks. In 1927, she co-authored with Hugh the second edition, with Hugh the second edition of his book, The Lippins. She came to be regarded as an authority on biochemistry, and in 1943, mono, monograph the me, metabolism of fat was the first published of a series of biochemical subject books, monograph monographs excuse me uh back in 1877 so yesterday ah. Corey, Corey thought she had a winner with this, putting the thing on the roof, but uh, we'll see. Uh, it could have been the next subject on the history list uh, this day, June 14th, 1946. The greatest president ever to be in the United States, Donald Trump, American businessman, television personality, and 45th president of the United States. There's a place that we drive past on the on, on the road here, um, going to to uh, the town next to us. That uh, when you drive by, there's a camper off in the woods, and there's a big sign hanging on the side that says "Trump was right about everything." I've contemplated stopping and having a discussion about what everything means. Oh, uh, this day, June fourteenth, nineteen sixty-one. Kyle and Josh's favorite singer, Boy George, English singer, songwriter, and producer, was born. Happy birthday, Boy George. Who kicked off today? Got a few people that died today. 19, or 1594, Jacob Kroger, German goldsmith, hanged in Edinburgh for stealing the jewels of Anne of Denmark. In April 1594, Kroger and a French servant, Guillaume, Guillaume <laughs> Martin, a footman, uh, who worked in the king's stables and had taken care of the king's camel, <laughs> decided to steal some of the queen's jewels and return to their home countries via England because they had not been paid. After petitioning the king and queen for money with no results, they were very weary of their service. 
sounds like they didn't get paid, so they took what was theirs, and then they got hung for it. This day in 1801, Benedict Arnold died, American general during the American Revolution, later turned British spy, Benedict Arnold. This day in 1933, Justine de Claret, French target shooter, a French sports shooter who competed in the late 19th century and early 20th century in trap shooting. He participated in shooting at the 1900 Summer Olympics in Paris and won the bronze medal in the trap competition. Interesting. This day in 1977, Alan Reed, American actor, uh, original voice of Fred Flintstone. He also appeared in many films, including Days of Glory, The Tarnished Angels, Breakfast at Tiffany's, and Viva Zapata as Pancho Villa and Knob Hill and various television and radio series. Fred Flintstone. No more Fred Flintstone. Holidays today is Baltic Freedom Day, the day when Soviet deportations from the Baltic states started. The term Baltic Freedom Day for the first time was mentioned in Ronald Reagan's proclamation number 4948 on June 14th, 1982. And it's World Blood Donor Day, uh, started in 2004, created to raise awareness of the need for safe blood and blood products and to thank blood donors for their voluntary life-saving gifts of blood. And just so you know, I think um, I think the tide has turned as far as cannabis users donating blood. I see all sorts of advertisements all over LinkedIn right now that says stoners make the best donors. So they don't have dirty hippie blood anymore. They want it because they have cannabinoids in it. So, hey, stoners, you make the best donor. As mentioned earlier, the U.S. celebrated Flag Day today, and this is all of the history. So go off and do stuff, humans. Thank you, Pip. Thank you very much. I appreciate it every day, all the hard work you put in. And if you guys want to see links to any of the things I mentioned in that whole segment, you can head over to thelotsproject.com about an hour after the show. The blog post will be up, and the whole history segment is listed at the bottom of the post. So go check it out daily and share any interesting facts and nuggets with all your friends. Pip, I appreciate it, and this has been another episode of Lots to Talk About. Backwoods Butcher says, we almost had to have Bruce Willis save us uh, from that near asteroid. Um <laughs> James, uh, James says NASA need another seven astronauts. Yeah, I grew up through the Challenger explosion too. I actually, I actually was the representative for my grade uh, in the the pennies for space program. If you remember that, uh, I think that was a nationwide program where school kids they got them to bring in their old copper and uh, and donate it to NASA. And I was chosen as the representative of uh, of my 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 grade, we, uh, we went to the gym and we spread, spread all the pennies that the whole school, uh, the donated on the floor of the gym. And we tried to cover the gym floor and then some poor schmuck had to put them into bags. <coughs> and, uh, I was able to carry one of those bags up and present it to the representative from NASA. It was probably some dude they just put in a suit. It was like the janitor they cleaned up and put in the suit. Uh, and we, uh, we, I have a, a newspaper article of me with this big ass bag of pennies uh, when I, I think I was in second grade. We were all invested. We all vested. We get to watch the watch the um, watch the launch, and then in the middle of the launch, bam! My first seven murders <laughs> live on TV. Um, Backwoods Butcher says, "I think you mean the true president." <laughs> 
Oh, backwards butcher says they still have dirty hippie blood. Josh says that vampire figured out what the weed is. <laughs> oh man, man. Oh, all right. Well, let's get to the topics of the day. Let's get to the topics of the day. Oh. Wednesday. It's hump day, guys. How's it going? I don't think I mentioned I got some GSD in the in the cup. I was asking Kyle if he got his. Looks like he ran out to the mailbox. I think it's been there since Monday. If anybody's looking for a mailbox to check, I would check Kyle's up there in New Hampshire. Yesterday, yesterday I uh, I pounded out uh, one project that needed to get done before we take off on our road trip. Uh, in July here, I have a list of things. I have a punch list that needs to be done before we leave that Corey and I came up with. And that's my job. That's my job. Mama makes the bacon and daddy does the daddy does the the punch list, I guess. And uh, so the first thing on that list, or probably one of the easiest things on that list, was changing out the seven pin receiver on my truck. Uh, on our last trip from Navasota up to Tennessee here, uh, when we left for the winter, we were, we were traveling and, um, it got, it got hit. Uh, I don't know if it was a boot when I was walking uh, by the trailer, things like that. I couldn't remember, um, it, I couldn't remember if I kicked it, what it was, but, uh, the, the cover snapped off. And you're like, oh, big deal. Cover snapped off. Uh, if you have a seven pin uh, receiver, when you flip the cover up, they're usually spring loaded or uh, at least lock in. And then there's a little tab. And when you plug the trailer cable in, the the cover comes down and locks it in. So whenever we were plugging in and we didn't have that cover, if we took a turn or from vibrations, it would just work its way out. Well, that's where our trailer brakes get the power. So I was having to zip tie it in. Um, and then when we would park and we'd want to unhook, I had to cut the zip ties and deal with that. And it worked. It worked for the rest of the trip. It was what it was. Um, I don't want to lose brakes on Corey, especially when we're getting into the hills here in Tennessee. Um, or especially if we were going to be out west in those hills, because that was crazy. But uh, yeah, so I had to get that changed out. And I have previously worked on that wiring when I installed my backup camera. Um, when you install, when I installed the the camera on the license plate holder, I had to run the power in. I had to grab, I had to grab the twelve volt constant, and I had to grab the reverse light um, power so that when you put the truck in reverse, it, the camera gets power the monitor gets power and the picture shows up um it had to be interlocked because of some different things it had to be interlocked into the reverse but i'm not looking behind the truck when i'm moving forward anyway so it just works um the the camera we put on the back of the camper i wired that into the headlights so that when the lights are on that has power and we can switch and actually look behind the camper uh at any time so I already had messed around with that. I, I got under there and I looked and the wires coming out of the seven pin. Um, 
I got to put it, I got a video. I got some video of it. I have to edit it up because about a bunch of it got messed up because I was trying to do it by myself. And I think I got in front of the camera. So I have to look through it and see what I have to cut out and stuff. Uh, I actually tipped over the tripod too when I was like moving around and knocked it over. So that video should be interesting. But anyway, uh, you'll see in the video, the, the there's seven wires, obviously seven pin hardest, seven wires that come out of the back and then they hook into the factory. probably three feet um, up the up the frame. Uh, you just unplug it and plug the new one in. Um, I looked at the price of an adapter with a three-foot cable on it to reach up to that plug, and I wasn't going to pay that. Uh, I know how to splice wires together. I also would have had to splice in my power uh, from my backup camera, my, my reverse my, revi my reverse light wire and my 12 volt constant, I was going to have to tap into those. Um, and so I looked at it and I said, all right, what are my options? The one that was in there, um, so they make several different styles. They make some that have the just a, a stock plug-in on the back of the, the receiver or the, the, the plug the plug that goes on the back of on the bumper. Um, they make some that have an auto, a plug in that goes right in there. They make some with a, I think it was about a 10 inch um, lead, a 10 inch um, set of wires and then uh, a plug. And then they make the one that's long that would have been for my truck that would have went back to the stock plug in. Well, I didn't have uh, a plug in right at the, at the, the unit right at the receiver what am i thinking of the plug i don't know what the word is uh the way it was set up the one that they had installed uh on the truck before i had it the plug had a long cable they replaced it all the way back to the stop the factory plug so i wasn't going to do that i couldn't do the one with no wires on it and so i bought the intermediate one the longer wires and i just went ahead and cut the plug off it and spliced in all new I, I uh, just stripped it all back. I redid all the wiring. I used, um, you know, butt end connectors and shrink wrap and then taped it all up. Got it looking better than it was. When I first looked down there, I was like, oh, yeah, this was a rush job to get that, um, that backup camera wired in after work one day. And basically, it was like wire nuts and wire nuts and tape. And it was, it was a mess. It was a big wad of uh, electrical tape, basically. But it worked. It worked. I got it done quick. And um, it worked for, I mean, two years. So anyway, I got that going. I was uh, working on that. We tested it all out and then I got it all wrapped up and everything's working fine. Uh, one note from that is, man, that speaker wire they use for the, the backup camera wiring. What a pain in the ass it is. Um, <sighs> What a pain in the ass it is for um, splicing in stuff, uh, especially when you're when you're tugging on wires to try to make sure that they they have a little bit of um, resistance to them. Like you put them in a butt end connector and you kind of tug on them to make sure that it, it clamped down and they're not going to work their way free over time. Um, man, that speaker wire bullshit. I think it's, it's like age or maybe even less. Uh, when you strip it, you lose half of it anyway. Um, 
yeah basically i would splice that in and then i would tug on it and it wouldn't pull out of the crimp it would just snap like i would pull on the wire and it would just break uh, i think i had to redo it three times the first one i got good i uh i was i was smart enough and i i actually tripled it over i stripped off about uh three or four inches and i tripled it over and then spun it around and also spun the still coated wire around uh and got it to lock in the second wire was tough and i almost ran out of le uh, length of wire uh on that on that on that connection because i had to cut it back so many times finally got it done got it tested out got it all wrapped up and everything kbong says am i a fan of liquid electrical tape never used it um it sounds like it'd be a mess sounds like it would be a mess um i i am a big fan of electrical tape when i like regular electrical tape but decent like it has to be you have to spend some money on it to make it worth it um it's not super expensive but if you go and buy the the generic or the cheaper end stuff it's like plastic and it doesn't work very well you buy some higher end 3m stuff um when i was a service tech i carried six different colors of electrical tape in my van um did i need them for certain things no i just needed the color difference when i was wiring stuff when i was marking stuff uh and yeah i just i would buy i would just buy it by the the uh, multicolor pack and uh, grab 3m and then i also was a big fan of um 3m scotch guard uh epoxy packs and um dielectric grease clamps for connecting wires those weren't applicable in this situation. Uh, so basically, I used shrink wrap tubes and um, shrink wrap tubes and a lighter, and then just wrapped up the whole bundle with some black electrical tape. Um, let's see. Josh says liquid tape is a mess, but it's fucking awesome for waterproofing over electrical tape. Yeah, I was. Um, I'm more in the game in the in the epoxy epoxy packs and um I really love the clamp down dielectric grease uh dielectric grease connectors. We use those a lot for our um DC and our low voltage stuff. Basically it's a it's a little tab and it's got holes in it and then uh, two metal plates in the middle. So when you're when you're splicing two wires together, instead of stripping the coating off both ends and um, twisting it together and putting a wire nut on it and then trying to seal it up and everything, basically you fed and it was up for up to three wires, so you could do three wire connections together. Um, basically, you put the unstripped wire. So the speaker wire, this would have been perfect for, but I didn't have any with me. But the speaker wire, you would put it into each of the holes. And then you push down this button and the whole interior is packed with dielectric grease and these two electrical plates basically um, shear the the shear the um, wire and get the the metal inside exposed and that um, that plate is the conductor. So you clamp it shut. It's waterproof, it's sealed up, and uh, you can do all sorts of different wire. I think the, the ones that we use routinely were up to a 16-gauge wire and all the way down to, man, we use some tiny, tiny stuff. So, um, 
K-Bong says he agrees about the quality of all the tapes. Yeah, I, if you're buying tape and you need it as a profession, you're going to want to spend money on it, especially electrical tape, I found. The, the cheap shit is just horrible. It's either stretch, too stretchy or it breaks and brittle, and yeah, it's not good. Or it's <coughs> Uh, K-Bong says the liquid tape is too liquid. Yeah, yeah, it is. Sure. Uh, plastic dip were great. Uh, plastic dip's great. Um, uh, Gingerbread says tin the wire, lineman splice, solder, heat, shrink tube, and caulk or hot glue. Yeah, uh, yeah. That would be great if I didn't ever want to have to get back into it again. <laughs> This is accessible. And everything I was working on as a tech needed to be accessible. So those things are nice. The one thing about those Scotchgard pinch pinch uh, connectors is you could actually take a piece of, or a, a plier and pull the, pull the button out. Um, it wasn't coming out by itself. Like you had to work at it to get it out. But once you pulled it out, you could put the pull the wires back out. You didn't have to cut them off like you were using uh, seal packs and stuff like that. So if you were working in a junction box and the lead wire was super short uh, and it was hard to like strip and do all that stuff, uh, these were great because you didn't have to get the stripped end off. You didn't have to mess around with cutting things apart and shortening the wire every time you work. So if you're going back and back and working on something that uh, you didn't have very much wire and the, the owner didn't want to pay somebody to run new wire, um, these work great. They work great. So. Um, K-Bong says he's a huge fan of hot glue. Um, we started for quite a while getting into using quite a bit of hot glue, uh, for different things. Uh, one thing is here's a hot tip. Here's the tip of the day. If you guys have hung out listening to this show this long and you ever have a key broken off in a lock, I don't know how common this is for people that weren't in the tech industry. Um, we were always dealing with locks that would um, get really rusty and seized and you'd be trying to turn a key in it and the cheap metal in the keys, stock keys, they would just snap off. And if you've ever had a key snapped off in a lock and you're trying to figure out how to get it out, one, you can use a pick and try to like pick it out. But two, you can take a, a hot glue stick, not a hot glue gun, just the hot glue stick. You can take a lighter and you can gently start to melt the end of the hot glue. And then you stick it on the lock and you hold it there. You hold it for a few minutes. Just hold it. Let it let it solidify. And you pull it out. And I've done it four times where I couldn't pick the pick the, the broken key out. And the four times that I used the hot glue, it worked every single time. I was, I was skeptical. I'm like, oh, it's just going to stick to the lock, this or that. Uh, something to do with the paint on the lock. Uh, and then it bonded to the loose piece of it pulled right out. It amazed me. I had a friend tell me, a uh, fellow tech tell me to try it. And it worked great. It worked great. Um, so, yeah, it's, there's always something to be said to having a hot glue stick around, even if you don't have a hot glue gun with you. Uh, so there, there's your million dollar tip of the day. Uh, could save your ass in a weird situation that you probably never run into in your life. <laughs> anyway, Starlink is on the roof. I'm going to hit it real quick. I uh, had a couple of blurbs out this morning, but things seem to be better. Uh, I'm not sure if the blurb outs were because of the storms rolling through or because of the new setup. But my beautiful wife, I have to give her credit. 
Um, you guys all like her better than me. I like her better than me. Uh, but she said, uh, put it on the roof of the camper. And I finally listened. And it seems like it's going to work. Seems like it's going to work. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll find out. The longer it's there. I'm sure it'll be different when we move and we come back and we're parked in a slightly different spot. But we're going to roll with it for now. The, the the show is definitely a lot less frustrating when I'm not blur, blipping in and out every 15, 20 minutes. Gingerbread, less than that. I think at one point uh, I was clocking, it was like every eight minutes I was going out for 15 seconds. And that's just not acceptable for me. I was going to have to figure it out. And so I finally listened to my wife. Weird. And uh, I think she was right. I think she was right. It was an improvement nonetheless. Gingerbread Farm says uh, the old, the, the hot glue trick works for pulling dents in cars. Uh, yeah, I, I suppose instead of a suction cup, uh, that would work pretty good too. Great idea. Thanks, Gingerbread. Um, and the other thing is, um, the other thing that I was going to talk about today, and I'm probably just going to mention it and then uh, talk about it more the rest of the week as I get content done. But I got my Jade in the mail yesterday, my Blockstream Jade uh, hardware wallet. I, I, put, I unboxed it. I got a video of that, got some pictures and probably put that together. I had to charge it. Now I have to dig in into the back end of the, the manual. And I want to be sure I'm very, very um, informed when I talk about it and do the setup. And I'm also testing to make sure I can set it up, record it, and then wipe it to a new wallet and start again. So all you fine folks don't have my, my private keys. Hey, good morning, Ms. McCreation over there on tw on Twitch. I appreciate you stopping in again and throwing a comment. Uh, Golden Crickets, you're welcome for the tip. Um, <laughs> you were thinking if you can make your face character logo for your channel. Uh, nobody wants to look at my face, even as a caricature. Uh, you're welcome to. Uh, you're welcome to make it. You can email it to info at theloftsproject.com. But uh, I, yeah, I don't need a car character of my face. But I appreciate the offer. I appreciate the offer. So keep an eye out for those Jade videos coming out soon. Uh, if you're interested in getting a Jade, I have an affiliate link. I will put that in the blog post and then also a discount code, the Lots Project. I, uh, I I'm not recommending this product yet, other than the fact that I bought one. And uh, I have 10% off code. So as I start using it, I will uh, make a decision on yes or no, whether I think others should buy it. And um, yeah, we'll go from there. We'll go from there. But as of right now, I was willing to spend my money on it. And um, everything I've read so far has been good. So you make your own choice. At this point, I'm not saying yes or no, but I do have an affiliate link and a uh, discount code for you if you want to use it if you want to use it. So with that, uh, let's see. Ian Williams coming up on Thursday night. Another Ian had Ian Clark on Monday. Ian Williams on Thursday talking about nature, um, getting in touch with nature, rebuilding through nature, addiction recovery, uh, wherever the conversation takes us. He's a, a guy from Minnesota that I found on Podmatch, and it just should be an interesting chat. So check us out. It'll be another live edition on Thursday night, 6 Central right here on YouTube and uh, all the other channels. Uh, item of the day, uh, Farberware Luna Tea Kettle. 
it's the one that Corey's always getting in the middle of the show. You guys all say hi to her. It's she's over there grabbing that that Farberware Luna tea kettle, ten cup, two quart tea kettle. It's great. They're like forty bucks. We love it. Um, I just needed an item of the day, and we use that daily, every day, multiple times of day, and it's lasting. It's great. Uh, it was a replacement for another Farberware tea kettle that we had had for a long time, but this one. Check it out. Check it out. There's a blog post. There's a link. There's an Amazon link. There's a blog post link in the video notes, in the audio notes. And even if you don't need a teapot, but you're going to be doing some Amazon shopping today, consider hitting that link and starting over there on uh, on that tea kettle. And uh, anything you, that you buy on that trip will help support us. And it all helps. So we appreciate it. If you're shopping on Amazon today, start with our link and uh, get us in your tracking. I appreciate it. I get I get to see what gets bought, but I don't get to see who buys it. And we're to a point where we're selling enough things that, uh, man, even if you told me, I'd have to go look through the items. Except Kyle. I can always tell Kyle's orders. Or I assume they're Kyle's orders. <laughs> anyway, check out that tea kettle. I appreciate it. It's Wednesday, guys. Let's wrap it up. So if you've ever, if you enjoy the show, please consider sharing it with others. You can find it at thelotsproject.com. That's L the L O T S project.com or on Noster Telegram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Rumble, and Instagram. Be sure to listen on one of your favorite podcasts, 2.0 value for value podcast players like Podverse or Fountain.fm. Make it a great hump day, guys, and we will catch up with you tomorrow. <laughs>